Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, and I've created this show to demystify holistic wellness one conversation at a time. You'll get to know the person behind the practice, what inspired them to express their gifts and talents the way they do, and then we'll dive into their practice for a deeper understanding. There are so many ways that we can heal ourselves and our planet. Why not play in possibility? See what resonates for you. You'll find over three years of archived shows at journeyofpossibilities.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and you'll never miss a show. If you do subscribe, I'd like to ask you to rate us so that others will find our show as well. Thank you so much for that. We'll introduce today's guest right after these messages from our sponsors. As I've met and worked with all these holistic practitioners, my life has literally transformed. So much so that I studied to learn how to be a holistic practitioner and transformational life coach so that I can pass along some of this transformation to you because life is short. We deserve to live it. Life is a journey of possibilities. Are you ready? What do you say? One session? Why not? Reach out to me at CherylSits.com and let's play in possibility. Our new digital magazine is packed with inspirational stories and valuable tips to live a more holistic, spiritual life. Check out the premiere issue at journeyofpossibilities.com. If you like what you see, subscribe for free and get a new issue every three months delivered straight to your inbox. That's right, it's free at journeyofpossibilities.com. Practitioners, contact us for affordable advertising too. That's journeyofpossibilities.com. Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. (laughs) The funny part is you come back home, you get in front of the computer, and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate Geek to English for you and show you what you really need because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there and I would like to hear it and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with TechLifeBalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages. Let me help you distribute your message. Well, it's a big weekend for us. We are actually releasing our next issue of our digital magazine. So you can subscribe to that and check it out at journeyofpossibilities.com. And in this issue, we have all kinds of great features for you, including more from Aaron Judkins, our guest from last week's show. So check out the magazine and hopefully you'll find lots of stuff you like in there and you can subscribe absolutely free. Today's guest is Marcella Pabros Clark of Healing Mars, and she has created and facilitates reset, rebalance, and remember workshops where she uses breath work, vocal toning, intuitive movement and dance, writing, visual art, and walking meditations, all to help us get out of our heads and into our bodies, opening our hearts to limitless possibilities. And you know, I'm all about the possibilities. Marcella has also (laughs) recently relocated to beautiful St. Thomas the Virgin Islands, where, thank heavens to the universe, we are actually connecting with her now. Hi, Marcella. Hi, Cheryl. I love the way that you're just able to like, go for it. (laughs) I would probably have to restart all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you sound so clear. I'm so excited. We've got such a good connection today for the show. Yes, 
fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the pleasure of meeting you all too briefly in a ceremony when I was traveling, and I'm delighted for the opportunity today to kind of get to know you better along with our audience, because I love to know what makes people tick. And you have such a dynamic personality and such an open joyful spirit that I'm dying to hear all about how you came to be where you are in life today, doing what you're doing, kind of your personal journey, whatever you might feel guided to share with us about that. Oh, great. Sure. <laughs> Let's see. Where shall we start? <laughs> where does it get really interesting? A poor brown girl, <laughs> <laughs> Oakland, California. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm born, I mean, I, a little bit of my background, uh, born and raised um, in Oakland, California. My uh, parents were uh, immigrants from the Philippines, but I was raised in, as an American. And although I, I touched bases with, you know, the, the uh, our culture there through gatherings and things of that sort, I really didn't have an idea of what it meant to, you know, come from there. And I'm, I'm speaking about this because in my journey of discovering and rediscovering myself is to actually be able to go back into the lineage, lineage and mm -hmm. uh, genealogy, I suppose, and, and uh, connect with ancestors. And that's been quite an interesting thing for me. It wasn't really until like 89, I think, that I made that connection. How can I put this now? Uh, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me a little bit. I love that you touched on ancestry because that's something I'm really digging into now. And so are you saying in terms of actually physically reconnecting with people in your home country where your parents were from? Or do you mean more of ancestral clearing and healing work? How did you mean that? Yes. Yes to all of the above. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, yeah, it was it was important for me um, most recently uh, to be able to make make that reconnection. Um, and uh, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. This is not going to be linear at all in terms of how I came to where I am now. In the work that I'm doing now, I think that that process started about 30 years ago. And because 30 years ago, I was like dancing, performing, and my mother passed away just a couple of years prior to this or a few years prior to this. And I started having the, what do you call it? The, sorry, here I am with the finding the words. I've <laughs> 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 uh, uh, just started to experience, experience debilitating pain and inflammation throughout my body. And shortly thereafter, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And instead of undergoing, undergoing the orthopedic surgery and, you know, taking the plethora of pharmaceutical drugs recommended by my doctors, I decided to take personal responsibility to unearth the reasons for my body's disease with the intention of healing myself. So it was through this immersion that I went through to try to discover, like, you know, reading up as much as I could about the disease. And because you know, I, I asked the doctors when they tried to prescribe to me, so you don't know what causes rheumatoid arthritis, yet you're going to give me this drug that mm -hmm. you can't, it says it's not going to cure me. <laughs> and it's just right. to be able to deal with the symptoms that didn't fly with me. And most of what I read about is like, they didn't know what caused it. And it became a thing of like, a I guess it's a combination of a lot of other diseases, mm -hmm. basically, the symptoms were anyway. So I had to go back and actually find out, you know, I went through acupuncture, I did like, herbal remedies, and, um, you know, just 
shamanic practices, martial arts, and little psychotherapy, you know, made discoveries about myself that I really didn't know myself. Well, I knew myself. I was denying myself of myself, if you understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting how we can do that? <laughs> it yeah, almost sounds too convoluted to be possible, but yet we managed to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and you, you lose, you can get the imagery from certain movies that are put out, you know, about how we're like fit, trying to fit our little round selves into square pegs, you know, or follow prescripts and societal um, mores because that's what's expected of us right. versus actually answering and heeding to the call that is our nature. So from my own experiences, which I guess that's the framework we all listen from is whatever we're familiar with and whatever we can kind of equate it to. Um, mm-hmm. Am I understanding right that there's, for me, I've seen there's been more of an emotional and, and a, a ancestral background to things that might be quote unquote wrong with my body or painful mm-hmm. or whatever. Is that what you're alluding to is like the underlying what was going on that was causing the arthritis? Well, it's all contained. We talk about an, the ancestral aspect of it because it sort of leads up to and it's a, stories that are carried on from, you know, generation to generation, right? Not necessarily the genetic code, not necessarily a spiritual kind of like blackness that's shrouding us. But it's the stories that we take on that has been handed down to us. And then there's also the the other aspects too, and the the stories don't necessarily have to come across in words, Mm -hmm. the stories and actions, it's the stories and how you see people kind of react to certain things in life. Um, And you pick up on that. Yes. So, yeah, I don't think there's a mystery in that sense. You know, I, I, you know, what I, I hear people talk about it in the way that it's not, it's, it's not tangible. You know, I've discovered, you know, over the years of doing this is like that the, the sense, the sense of being is not connected with the spark. If you understand that, I mean, we each have a spark. Yes. Within us, we have that place. And, and if we either nurture it and build that fire or we douse it, you know, hide it in the corner and try to hope that nobody notices that because it's too weird. <laughs> and I've been a weirdo all my life. You know? <laughs> that's why we connected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all find each other. But I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of this. It's like the things that we've been told is weird and don't do that and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's because it's, it, it, it goes against the grain that's allowed. Yeah. You know? Um, and we're stuck in a corner when we need to be able to go out and grow and shine. We need to find our place in the sun. Uh, and that can be the internal sun. That can be the, you know, just the, the idea of it or the actual sun. So I'm out here in St. Thomas where it's nice and sunny. <laughs> yes, beautiful. <laughs> and the waters are warm and I can swim every day. And, you know, uh, it's, you know, I'm not going to paint a, a, a Totally idyllic picture. I mean, the, the economy is a bit depressed here. I mean, the peop- there's people that are suffering here. Uh, there are people who are doing really well here. And my initial thought about coming here is, and what came to me is like, wow, I'd like to build the bridge and be able to see how people can connect here. Because there is, there's a very clear uh, separation between class, between race, between, you know, all that stuff. And I've experienced that before throughout, you know, my, my journeys throughout the world. And that's not unusual. Uh, the difference here for me has been that this is a really finite 
defined space. You know, so I think it's like, I forget how many square miles it is here, but you know, we're like 25 minutes from everywhere on the island. It sort of just gave me the taste of like what the possibilities are and to be able to measure them, seriously measure how, because when you, when you, when you connect with people out there in the cosmos or you're, you're working with them in, on the internet, you know, you get to like, say, yeah, I worked with that person. And, but then you're not physically there with them all right. the time. And th- that was the thing that sort of struck me about being here. And what was interesting, we were talking earlier about how, you know, the internet doesn't really work a lot of times here. <laughs> and when, uh, and you know, John would get really like, John's my husband, <laughs> upset because a lot of his work is like, he's got to have a good connection with internet. Right. And for me, you know, this has been a whole new thing for me, because I really do want to disconnect from the electronics and have more face to face and connection with the earth and with the flesh. I love doing the internet kind of stuff. I'm a Facebook junkie, but it's been a blessing for me to be able to say, oh, you know, our, our television isn't working right now. We can't get cable. And there's like this big kind of weird thing. And it's like, you know, I'm happy because I know that that is also something that's distracting and it sort of deadens and, and numbs your mind. Right. So um, I've, I've really been feeling blessed about being here and, and being in this, in this space and time. And this move for me really has been an amazing, amazing experience for me because I've been spending the last nine years working as a personal assistant for someone who's like an international traveler. And, and I'm now 58 years old. And I sat down with them. I said, you know, I, I would love to be able to do this and do my work. And what I used to do when I was in my 20s, I would go like work a regular corporate job. And then in the evenings, I'd go into dance class or, you know, uh, acting class and or performances and stuff like that and I could do that back then (laughs) (laughs) and I'm still vibrant you know I'm not saying you know uh you know I'm I'm a doddering old person but you know the reality is is you know you want to be able to spend your energy where you where you do it well right and so I really need to step out of working for someone else and really start practicing my work well, so. you know, this conversation starting where it did and you telling me sharing about the rheumatoid arthritis, I have to mm-hmm. say you're in a place, as you mentioned, where you can swim and do all these things, which have got to be good for that. But to even keep up that pace that you've just described, you must have found tremendous healing over the years for that to be able to to be so active. Oh, yeah, actually, I, I was able to put it into remission about a, a year and a half, two years after I was diagnosed. I mean, after like four years of excruciating pain and depression and all that and, you know, really seeking out what the problem was for me, which was, you know, initially it was like I realized, hey, I'm in a relationship that's going nowhere. I'm at a job that I hate, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm not able to have fun, you know, so I was able to put that all together. <laughs> well, good for you. I don't think any of those things are true for you anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. So, but then I, you know, I, I, I had another uh, bout of it when I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, I, you know, I was in Los Angeles and I, you know, started following my acting career uh, or just, you know, pursuing it a little further. And then having to do like the day job, the night job, and all that stuff, I realized that my stress levels were increasing again. And that's when I found my teacher. 
you know, I had put out there, <laughs> I put that to the universe, you know what, if I'm going to have to work for a living, I'm going to work for somebody who can teach me how to heal myself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was, uh, I started working with this man who really has uh, had the background and the ability to do that. And I guess, you know, I could, I could talk a little bit about, I mean, he's got, he's got some internet presence now with his work with uh, LEI, although he's going to change the name of that. His name is Armand Butone. My understanding and uh, getting to the sense of like, what is our story, which right. is what we, we spend a lot of time with in, um, in doing our work with him is that, you know, what is your story? Yeah. What does it do to you? You know, why do you keep like repeating it? Why are you building it up? And that's not just him, but you know, other shamanic leaders and they, you know, they don't call themselves shaman. I mean, that's the whole thing. Right. Like working with people who know who are uh, good guides. And he is one of them. I have another one I can call a teacher because he's my martial arts teacher. And that's Calvin DeWolf, who to, after I did the shamanic journey and, and work for a few years, I really needed someone who could spend time with me to get me more into my bo- back into my body. Because even though I was able to uh, get back to somewhat normal, I still was having problems with my right foot and my right hand. And didn't realize how much I had really compensated, you know, because you couldn't really tell until I started having, you know, I couldn't really dance on it <laughs> wow. the way I wanted to dance. I could dance, but it's like, you know, as a dancer, you don't, you know, you have to be able to have uh, total control on both feet. You know what I mean? Right. And I would avoid stepping a certain way on the foot because I didn't want to deal with the excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. So he sat down and he did like this little electrical impulse thing with me by utilizing a tool that they use in um, acupuncture because he's an acupuncturist and showed me where I wasn't connecting. It was like he put this electrical thing onto my leg and it should be shooting out my toe, which it was. He could feel it shooting out there. He showed me how it would feel, but I could not feel it in my foot. And that showed me how much just saying, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel it can get your brain to say, oh, okay, let's shut off the nerves down there. So it was a, it was an awakening for me to realize, oh my gosh, you know, all the time I've just been ignoring the signals that my body has been giving me to slow down. Cause that was the big part of it too. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Your foot's in pain. Where is it having pain? And if you take it very, very slowly, how can you then adjust and make sure that you're sending the energy through so it's not stuck there causing the pain? Doing that work through sound healing, through martial arts, through actually understanding. And, and when we talk about plant medicine, a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, you're taking some drugs, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about actually sitting with a tree. And if you sat with a tree and understood, you don't speak to them in English. You don't speak to them in the words that we have. (laughs) You have to be able to slow yourself down to the pace to be able and and to feel. You put your back against the tree and don't think about, oh, I'm going to start feeling electrical impulses. No, it's about getting out of your head and Mm. allowing things to flow through. And your body and your spirit... And your heart starts to expand and you start to be able to feel how this all works, how we are all connected. That's the plant medicine that I like to, you know, really speak about because there's, 
people on this earth, I mean, the majority of people in Western civilization have disconnected themselves so much that we're burning down rainforests that's giving the oxygen that we need because we've disconnected ourselves so much from we're human, we're supposed to have everything that we want and at any time. And that was the other beauty about switching back to coming back to living on St. Thomas. There is a finite amount of water here. We don't have like springs and water coming through the earth for us. We catch it when it rains. You know, the thing of like letting your water run until it's hot. Do you know how much gallons of water is going down the tubes? When you do that, and we're, you know, being from someone who's from like California, which is in drought right now, but even though we're in drought, people are not really being careful about their water. Right. You know, even to uh, save that water while we're running it, waiting for it to get hot water. so that we can use it to water the plants or do something with we, we aren't always conscious like that, are we? No, we're not. I mean, we're not taught to do that. We're flushing things down. I mean, seriously flushing things down, which takes a couple of gallons. And, you know, I mean, if you actually sat there and understood what you need for your body mm-hmm. to drink, and you're letting that just sort of like flow away into what, who knows where. Right. Um, we've forgotten what it is, you know, what, what does sacred mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? When we are talking about being, you know, our temple and all that other stuff, it's what we put into it. What are you putting into it? What are you putting into it? And how are you going about your daily practice? And I'm not saying I'm a, a total, you know, angel when it comes to that. I mean, there, you know, I, I still am getting used to this. And I, I, we're, we're being very, very conscious about what we use here. Electricity wise, too. I mean, we're, you know, I'm used to like turning on the switch and walking away. And electricity is pretty expensive here. So, you know, you have to be present. <laughs> I'm intrigued as I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm getting where, all the way back to where you said that you believe that you're here now to be a bridge. And I'm going back to the ancestral stuff that you talked about and where you're from and the bridge that you can be for them as well. Like being a bridge is something that we embody that transcends our idea of limited space until Mm -hmm. what we're bridging is so much bigger than what we think we're bridging, right? Right. Yeah. But, and that's the only, is the thing is how do you start? Yeah. You know, that, that whole, that, that little uh, meme about there, it starts, it only takes one, one on one, you change, you know, you, you talk to one person at a time. I mean, I've done a lot of different things over the years. I was an activist against like the war and martial law in the Philippines, you know, and yeah. I'm talking about the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I've been active in that sense. And the change for me has also been it's like, okay, how can I change? If I change myself, I change the world. Exactly. It isn't the one person out there we touch, right? It's the one person within. That's been such Mm -hmm. a biggie for me. It's like, I'm always looking to help everybody else and, and usually sacrificing myself in the process. So relearning that model so that it's, how do I love me in a way that is the change that I'm looking for out there? And as I do that and it radiates outward, it makes that change anyway. That's such a cool shift to me from what I, thought was being helpful before, you know? Well, I mean, you look at all those old things, you know, I mean, they really, there's some truth to it. We don't really apply it as well. You know, the, we, I see all this stuff like popping up on Facebook all the time and, you know, I'm, uh, okay. 
I'm not going to say I'm not going to judge because, hey, we judge it all the time. But, I, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, these people, I mean, they all have good hearts and what they wanted to do. But then what I see reflected in their lives and how they practice it, it doesn't, the connection's not so clear to me. Right. So, you know, I, I was like always careful about, you know, what, what do people think? I mean, that was the other part of me. Like, what will people think if I put this up there? What, what do I have to do and not be a fraud about, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure that I'm following that? And now I just, you know, I do think about it. I just put it up there because it resonates with me at the moment. And that's why I'm saying, okay, that's it's a resonation there. Then how can you like actually nurture that, that little bud? Right. Because when it resonates, you have to like, you got to keep the resonance going. Yes. You know, it can ring for a moment and then it goes away. Was it something that's important to you or just a, a nice aha moment? Or was it like, oh, I'll think about it later. You know, we're each given at any given moment so many opportunities and possibilities that we discount or just overthink it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I think back in my life of certain things that, you know, I, I just let go by because I was afraid. Like years, years, years ago, I had an opportunity to to dance in Japan. And at the time, I was just starting to climb the corporate ladder. I forget where I was. It was either at a bank or, or a securities firm. And the thought of taking the two and a half months off at that time was just like, there's just no freaking way. You know, I can't live, I can't live as a starving artist. And, you know, I was going to get paid a stipend, but it wasn't going to be as much as I was getting paid in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And then turn around four years later, I got into a car accident where it was, I mean, it was bad enough so that it, it was had me on crutches for a, a few months. I couldn't perform, I do a performance. So someone had to, someone had to take my place. And it, it was the, rea- the reality was, oh my God, you know, I, and I could have died at that point had I not done certain things. But that was like a wake up call for me. It's like, oh my gosh, we're not promised anything. What am I doing? What am I selling myself short for? Why aren't I following my bliss? And you're so right. How many things do we discount? Because, and, and, you know, there's a, it's ironic because there's like an ego thing behind that too of, of the not wanting to take the time off. Like, can life really manage without me? And then we're afraid maybe it will and we won't be needed and we'd be replaced. And like all the, the levels of fear and the weird stuff that comes through the mind that can block such incredible opportunities from us just reaching out and grabbing them if we allow that block to happen. Right. Well, because we're taught, you know, you have to like, like go to school, get a, get a job, mm-hmm. get your insurance, get uh, your retirement. And, you know, this was the way of life. Uh-huh. And it's not really life. No. And I, I do see it's more. It's servitude. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And, you know, it, I, it's so refreshing to me when I see younger people coming up to me saying, I don't want what y'all had. I saw what it yeah. got you and what it didn't get you and what you thought it would get you. And I don't want that for my life. Good, good for you. Go create something really exciting for yourself and forget yeah. the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Forget the boxes, but then, you know, but the other part of it too is actually reconnecting with the wholeness of being a being on this earth. Yes. Which means we have to be responsible for ourselves and what we do and how it affects the lives of others in the sense of like, you know, not destroying the environment. Right. You know, not making money on someone else's pain. That's the other piece, you know, it's like, is okay, there's an ego piece, but there's also a survival piece. And most people are on survival mode. Yes. Because they are one 
paycheck away from being homeless. And even those that are homeless are just like, you know, one, one cardboard box away from not having anything. Right. So, you know, we live in a society of fear of not having and not having enough because it's always, you know, put out there that you need more. You need to be able to do all these things. You need to be able to have, you know, X, Y, and Z or else you're not, you're a failure. Right. I did grow up with a lot of that scarcity fear. It was really, that really rings true to me from my childhood here and what I kind of grew up holding on to whatever I could cling to for dear life because it's going to disappear and then there's not going to be anything. And that was like hardwired into me, into my thought processes. And it's amazing how as I shift to there's more than enough and I know that I'm a loved child of the universe and that my needs are always met and I'm always taken care of, that amazingly that's what shows up. So as we start to heal some of this and accept that we are well supported and well loved, we see more of that. But it's like we have to allow ourselves to have that shift. Yes, but the biggest part of that is you love yourself. Before the universe even does. Yes. Because the universe cannot recognize you until you love yourself. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's really good. That's important to to share. (laughs) Thank you for that. Because the universe is just waiting for you to catch up (laughs) and ask. I mean, that was like one of the the true lessons that, uh, you know, my teacher's given me is like, you just need to ask. What are you afraid of asking for? And every time I did, it always turned out, you know, like, that's the thing. It's like, he, he was always telling me, just let it unfold, Marcella. You're just trying to control everything. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if I don't control it, it's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart. Maybe it needs to fall apart. Oh, no. Oh, I love that. Maybe it needs to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe you're not falling apart. Maybe you're falling back together. Together. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you do fall apart. <laughs> yeah. And you choose pieces and in the order you want it in, you know, to put yourself back together. I mean, it's, you still utilize all the pieces. It's just the way it's ordered and where it falls in your importance. All of your life has led up to this point. Celebrate it. Yeah. And and I had the visual while you were talking about that of the puzzle that's put together with pieces kind of shoved together wrong and it needs to crumble apart to put the pieces together in a different picture. And yes. and yeah, so it does come apart to come back together. I've been yeah. living some of those experiences lately very clearly to, to get that visual, I think, to prepare me to go to Peru and do some of my own inner reshaping and putting back together. <laughs> yeah, that's Letting great. it come apart. <laughs> Yeah. Unless the interesting thing for me is like a lot of people in this, the whole idea of um, journeying with plants to have to get there mm-hmm. to that point. It's a, it's a helpful tool. It is. It's a helpful tool, but not totally necessary for everybody. But now it's like the end thing to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and people think they have to do it to be able to, you know, to know what's going on. And yeah, maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that's part of our pattern too, as as a a culture. You know, we have to know what's the latest thing. We have to be in on it, and in order to be cool or to to be part of to be part of something. And because everybody is looking to belong, mm-hmm. that's like the bottom line. And again, it it goes back to who are you and where do you belong? 
why do you have to belong with this group of people or this place or like live in this certain way to be able to feel yourself? Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love it. I was just sitting with it for a minute because it makes a lot of sense. And we are about community and the way we define our community has so much of a reflection on who we are and who we're becoming because we, yep. it really does help reshape us. Yeah, right. Well, speaking so, of community and reshaping, I want to make sure that we touch on your workshops because I really want to hear you've had this fascinating pathway to where you are now, both geographically and <laughs> you as a woman. So how are you working with people in these workshops? Tell me what that looks like. Oh, this is great. I mean, I'm, I'm just like, I'm doing everything that I have in my toolbox right now as an entry point to the work that I do. So I have like a private practice where I meet with clients, um, you know, and usually it can be anywhere from a one hour to a weekend. So I'm starting in a new place. So I put on these workshops to you know, get people to familiarize themselves with me and what I'm able to do in an hour and a half working with them. And this kind of came out of like uh, a uh, solo performance piece I did. I don't know how long has it been now. See, I've been I was like nine years, so probably about seven years ago. And it was my journey into healing myself, which I called Healing Mars, hence why I also called my business Healing Mars. And it was, I took this and, and showed it in, in Los Angeles, Santa Monica, and also San Francisco. And the journey I took the audience on, by the end of each of the performances, they were transformed. And this was in an hour's worth of performance. So people back then were asking me, when are you doing workshops? I'd love to come to your workshops. And I was not in any way, shape, form ready to do a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me get back to you. And I, I did, my business was really, I did, did nothing to do for my business because I was too busy working a regular job, you know, working as the assistant. And, and to me, that was, I was exhausted by the end of the day. So to do anything else was just not possible. What I do in these workshops, and also my husband and I do um, a couple of them together. Right now we're doing one called Rhythms of Awakening, like every Wednesday up at Spirit on the Water in um, in St. Thomas, uh, except for next Wednesday, where it's going to be actually in another spot. And if people are interested in finding about that, you can have them get in touch with me. Um, then I do Reset, Rebalance, and Remember. And this is an introduction, really, about what I'm capable of guiding people through utilizing sound utilizing breath work exercises we do some work in the pool sometimes if i'm here <laughs> to do that but for this one i'm doing it at st john school of the arts and i'm doing an hour and a half i also do private sessions of four hours with group where we get into a lot of different things utilizing different tools free writing drawing movement drumming vocal toning to be able to unearth where it is we're not feeling or yeah. where we've ignored it you know, or where we've just like buried it because we're too busy trying to edit ourselves into does this look right? Does this sound right? Am I right? You know, are these words making sense? Is my grammar correct? We get beyond all that and just be able to just write for ourselves, just tone for ourselves. You know, I'm not asking people to sing arias. We're just talking about being able to connect with your own voice. When you talked earlier about how the energy wasn't flowing through in your own body, I really felt that because I, mm -hmm. I too have places in my body that I'm 
that I'm working through opening blocks and understanding that I put the blocks there for a time as a protection for me, for something I had no idea how to deal with. And as Uh I deal with the pain of that, which I've shared on this show before for me was sexual, as I Uh deal with clearing that, then opening my body is its own journey. (laughs) And Uh and I thought the clearing was going to be the long journey. The clearing has been a lot less of the journey. It's the reopening. And being 50 myself, I've spent years blocking feeling Uh certain things. And it, uh-huh. it's taking some time for me to find the pathways to open them. But all the things that you're mentioning, I've played with a little bit and they're all very powerful tools, especially for me toning. I can, uh-huh. I can touch a place on my body and a certain note wants to come through. It's like my body automatically knows what sound that part of my body wants to help it open and, and clear. It's really interesting work. Yeah. Well, if you look at just the basic basic things like and I hate being crude on this if you were sitting on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> and you know there's like something trying to come out how do we usually try to help it come out uh, <laughs> that tone alone and it sounds funny but that's something that you know really our body naturally goes to root know, chakra to help that area to reach out the low tone as yes. low as you can go and a continual thing that it vibrates enough to help loosen up the muscles. Isn't that Same thing with just a sigh. (sighs) How does that feel? Where do you feel that in your body? And we deny ourselves that because since as we're growing up as children, we're told to shut up, stop making those funny sounds, you know, and you go to work and people are all over your business because you sighed. So you, you basically stifle everything. Right. You know? So it's interesting how that little bit of exercise working with people opens up quite a bit. It does. And the memories, it's not just in the moment that I do it, but for days afterwards, memories come forward. It's like un, uh, it's unblocking not just the physical body, but the memories that they were, were attached to it. And I remember, and, and we think if we block, or for me, I thought if I blocked the bad stuff from the past that that was the way to move forward. And I didn't understand that where I put a wall up, I was also blocking the good stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that wants to come forward besides that one bad thing that I might not want to remember. And as I allow myself the tapestry of all of it, my life gets so much richer. So I just felt guided to share that too. Yeah, I'm always surprised when there are people talking about you only have to let the light in. It's the light. It's the light. Forget about the darkness. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, hold on. (laughs) Right. Look at the physics of that. You can't have darkness without light. You can't have light without darkness. How do you find the balance between the two? I mean, there are cultures that totally embrace both sides, what we consider evil versus the good, you know, and that's really, again, a story. <laughs> and the end of so, it isn't it all a story? <laughs> yes, it is. It's all a story. So why do you why do you like beat yourself up or you know punish yourself for a freaking story? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I laugh at myself now, where like I I basically tortured myself with like you know fifty seven years because yeah. I had no other clue of why. I could not be comfortable in my own skin. 
I'm so glad that the conversation, ha- I never know where these conversations are going to go. There's no script allowed. Some guests get upset about that, but it allows amazing things to come through. And I love the flow of this conversation. You've shared such rich things, many of which are life-changing just in and of themselves. And I can't wait to come and see you in St. Thomas the Virgin Islands. What what a paradise. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, there, you know, there's definitely some places where it needs some help. And I'm, I'm just excited about being part of a team of people here that's going to make this a better place for everybody and be able to watch it unfold. So it's great. And I would love to have you come and visit. <laughs> for those who would like to connect in and learn more about the workshops and the things that are going on and how they can come and, and connect with you, is there a place online that we can check in? You know, it, there will be. I have been really bad about keeping up my website. Uh, <laughs> if people want to get a hold of me directly, my um, e- Gmail is HealingMars, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, M as in Mary, A-R-S. That's kind of my nickname is Mars, at gmail.com. So HealingMars at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. Now they know how and to I'll get in touch I'll be happy to send them you. information. Um, I will have my website up and running again. I mean, it's been a placeholder for many years. And I just have been not because I've been getting a lot of business just through word of mouth. I haven't really done a lot. Of, Isn't that great? <laughs> a lot of promotion, which actually works out really nicely for me. So, yes. um, you know, and I, I get the people that I want as opposed to trying to do a mass throwing the net out there in the wild and um, helping the people I need to be helping and, and connecting with them. And, you know, we're, we're making really good strides here. So I'm excited. Me too. Well, thank you. I'm so delighted that we were able to have internet service to do this interview. And thank you for all that you're doing and for sharing who you are with us today. It's been such a pleasure. Well, thank you for inviting me. I just really love watching what's unfolding for you with Journey of Possibilities and the Um, the mag and all that. So I'm really happy to be a part of it with you. Thank you so much. And we will be seeing you soon. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk soon. Yes. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.